I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Rob Rowe on the line, and he's a senior account executive over at Greenbox Loans. Rob, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, Adam. Nice to meet you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Greenbox Loans um, and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Well, I've, I've done a lot of things. I worked for Disney for about 12 years, had a nice career in middle management. But I, I think, but I think the more interesting part of the story is going to be how I got started in real estate. So along about the early 2000s, I just started getting fascinated. Uh, I was going around to some open houses. I started to just get the idea of how nice it would be to have rental income coming in. I would see guys that were flipping houses and uh, clearly, you know, making a nice paycheck for their efforts. So I thought the whole thing was just really interesting, but I didn't really know a lot about real estate. So I started going over to Glendale College and taking some courses. I took an appraisal course. I took a real estate agent course. I didn't really think I wanted to be a real estate agent. I didn't really need another job since I, you know, I liked uh, where I was working at the time, which was Disney. But I thought the whole idea of, of owning rental property was just really fascinating. And I knew that you know, a, a lot of the wealth that has been built in America was, was built through real estate. So I, I just started talking to more and more people. And then I started going around to seminars. And as you probably know, that... Uh, the real estate seminar business is just huge. So I would start going to all the seminars I could find from uh, a couple of years from maybe 2002, 2003 up to maybe uh, 2006. I, I just thought the whole, you know, subject was fascinating. So I would go to courses on landlording, courses on flipping houses, courses on raising private money, courses on lease options, probate, every facet of real estate you could think of. Believe me, I've been to those seminars, notes, all of it. And uh, I ended up uh, you know, getting a lot more interested in the opportunities that were available once the you know, financial crisis hit. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, out of every crisis comes opportunity. And I realized there were foreclosure auctions out there. And you could go to some of these big, like the REDC auctions and buy properties for a song. So, so that's what I started doing while I was still working at Disney. And uh, actually, uh, the first couple houses that I had flipped, I had <clears throat> I'd still been doing my job at Disney. And sometimes I'd get up but on the summer months, maybe 5.30 in the morning when it was just getting light. I'd go over to the job site, do some hammering and nailing, painting, maybe build a porch, that sort of thing. And then it'd get to be about you know maybe 8.30, and I would uh, look at my watch. I'd go, well, I better get to work now. So I'd drive into Disney, do my job there. And while it was still light, I would uh, go to work after work at the job site and continue working on some of these flips. So I actually uh, flipped a couple houses successfully while I was, uh, you know, still, you know, doing my uh, my nine to five job there at Disney, and then uh, ended up leaving Disney to do full time real estate in 2010, and uh, I did very well because, you know, as as we probably all remember, uh, the post crisis years provided a lot of opportunities in short sales, REOs, and all this kind of thing. And uh, did that for a number of years. Uh, it, it's, 
uh, a heavy job, though, sometimes. Sometimes you find yourself at uh, Home Depot pushing a cart at 8.30 at night because you know your workers <laughs> need, uh, you know, some tile or some grout the following yeah. morning. So I, I eventually ended up in the lending industry. I had worked for another lender uh, prior to starting with Greenbox, and I'd, uh, I'd learned a lot about uh, what's known as the non-QM space, and that's kind of insider lingo. What that means is non-qualified mortgages. I'm sure all your real estate and lending listeners will know that, but not everybody knows that. So basically what that means is working with people who are not qualified for conventional lending that you might get going into a bank like Wells Fargo or B of A. Mm. So I, no, I, that gives you probably it. just a, a little bit of a high-level view of what I've been doing. And so, I, and so I love your background because you hit it from a lot of different um, angles. So obviously you had the professional corporate experience, then you had the real estate experience, and now you're on the lending side. So you're really um, the perfect demographic for a lot of people that I know and that I, from our listeners today. Um, that being said, there's also some younger listeners that are just kind of getting started and they're thinking about um, a career in real estate and going down that path. Um, what, what would be your advice for that person? That's maybe they're a new college grad and they're thinking about going to real, through, to real estate, but they maybe don't want to be a real estate agent, um, you know, because that, that one we talk about a lot. But you have, you have a different vantage point of being coming from many different angles. So what kind of advice would you give to that newbie that's just getting started and wants to go in, up down a path in uh, real estate? Well, there's a, a lot of different ways you could go. It's such a multifaceted industry, and there are things that are tremendously rewarding about it. So let's say you're a person who is more visually oriented. You're more artistic, but maybe you, know, you don't really have the calling to be a painter or a sculptor. Uh, flipping a house or doing interior design is, is a huge part of the market because if you go and, you know, that's basically what flipping a house is all about. You go find a house that's uh, beat up and needs a lot of repairs, you're going to need to make some decisions. What do we do for countertops? What do we do for bathroom tiles? How do we build the shower? Or if you if you go to the next level and you're actually doing a sort of a rebuild or you're adding rooms, adding square footage, you might be sitting down with an architect and you might be sort of designing the person's life who's going to live there. How far does the person have to walk to go to the breakfast bar? How big is the master bedroom going to be? What is the master bathroom going to look like? Is there going to be a walk-in closet? These kind of things. So these are all really, really interesting subjects for a person who is creatively inclined. So that's one part of it. Uh, the other part of it is if you're more, say, you're mathematically inclined, you might want to think about maybe getting into commercial real estate. And if you like dealing with ratios and figuring out rents and costs per square foot of maybe commercial space and you like dealing with the banking and finance angle of it, you know, that's maybe something for a person of a different type of mindset. So I, I think the answer to that question is to really know what your passion is and know what you're good at in terms of your basic type of mental makeup. And that way, that can sort of help guide you into what would be probably the most pleasurable and productive career for you. That's awesome. I um, love that advice. And uh, Rob, I do want to I do want to switch it up. I you 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 hinted to, towards it, but I want to go deeper. Um, so let's get more into what you're doing over at Greenbox Loans. Uh, first, maybe tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Greenbox is uh, again what we call a non-QM lender. That stands for non-qualified mortgage. So that means mortgages that uh, don't get sold to Fannie or Freddie. So. One can think of it as mortgages for people that are outside the box of conventional lending but still might be good borrowers. 
So we have uh, four types of borrowers that we specialize in helping there. One would be uh, an entrepreneur, and, and I'll mention that because I know your, your listeners, are, a lot of them are entrepreneurs, and oftentimes an entrepreneur can have a lot of trouble getting a bank loan uh, because, for one thing, you write off a lot on your taxes, and any lender is going to want to look at your uh, taxes to see if you're qualified for a mortgage. So one thing we do there is a bank statement loan. So we can use bank statements instead of tax returns and W-2s and pay stubs to qualify a person for a mortgage. And these are great products for a businessman, maybe somebody who's in a career that didn't even exist 10, 15 years ago, maybe a social media consultant, maybe a affiliate marketer, Shopify seller, somebody like that. Or maybe somebody with a brick and mortar uh, business, maybe uh, you know hardware store owner or something like that. So any of those types of people would be really good candidates for a bank statement type of loan. The other people that we work with are foreign nationals and ITINs, and ITIN stands for Individual uh, Tax ID Number, and these are people who are undocumented. So uh, it might be surprising to a lot of people, but we can actually do loans for people who are living in the U.S. as an undocumented resident of the U.S. And uh, a foreign national would be somebody whose main residence is in another country, but they want to buy either a second home or an investment property here in the USA. And then um, also we work with people who are are credit challenged and people that might have a, a credit score all the way down as low as uh, 500. We've still got uh, people, uh, you know, a lot of people might be good borrowers, but maybe they had a foreclosure or short sale, uh, BK in, in recent history, that sort of thing, and, and we have loan products that can help those folks too. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so, so Rob, um, lo- love your background, love what you're doing, love how you're helping um, how you're helping different types of borrower borrowers um, over at Greenbox Loans with with different products. So, you know, to help people, you know, make their dream of um, ownership a reality. Uh, that being said, uh, if somebody's listening to this, Rob, and they want more information on Greenbox Loans or to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Well, probably LinkedIn would be the best. Uh, so I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. My last name is spelled R-O-W-E, and if you just type Rob Rowe into the search bar, I'll come right up there. Uh, there. There might be some other Rob Rows, but there's definitely no other Rob Rowe that works at Greenbox Loans. So I'm I'm real easy to find there. I've uh, got a picture with my two wonderful little dogs that you probably saw yourself. So oh yeah, uh, no, I saw it. I was, I was. If you didn't say it, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say, just look for Rob with the two dogs. I'm guessing those are his. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that that would probably be the best way to connect. My number and my uh, um, email address are right there. Perfect. Uh, you can email me uh, directly. I, I post my email address right there on my uh, banner page at, at LinkedIn, and uh, we work with basically two different types of clients in general. We're, we're basically a business-to-business type company, so the people in your, in your listenership that would be probably most interested in working with us would be mortgage brokers. So basically what we'll, we'll do, that's, so we're considered a wholesale lender. A retail lender is somebody who works directly to the borrower. A wholesale lender is somebody who works with mortgage brokers. So if you've got any uh, mortgage brokers out there in your, uh, in your listeners, we would be a great contact to work with them. We, we do some things very differently than other non-QM lenders in this space. There are about four or five 
mean, real big non-QM lenders, and we're one of them. We're one of the top ones. So uh, everybody's got a different style and a different type of loan products that they specialize in, and we specialize in, in certain things that uh, are, are quite a bit different than some of the other people. We're extremely flexible. And uh, again, if any of your listeners, I know many of your listeners are entrepreneurs, so if anyone fits that particular category of the type of lender or borrower that we talked about, if you want to buy investment property, if you want to buy your own first personal residence, or if um, you know you're, you're just if you're ready to uh, maybe start a business and you've got a home already and you want to pull some equity out for a business purpose to you know further your entrepreneurial activities. Uh, I can set anybody up quite easily with a mortgage broker that's already in my account list. So we can find a broker for you to work with quite easily. And we're in 42 states. So, so most people out there in the country uh, that fits any of those criteria, it's very, it's a very high chance we could help them. That's fantastic. Well, hey, Rob, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing uh, over at Greenbox Loans. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Rob, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you.